Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What is going on, everybody? My name is Carl Welcome to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Hear It For Hair podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about all things film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how is it going? Going well, Connor. Thank how are you? I am going okay. You know, oh, it's a bit okay. cold. A bit cold? A bit cold. Don't you go turn the heat on. <laughs> no, it's fine. Be sure now. Last week, uh, I think it was Weird News Wednesdays, we had the radiator on. Yeah. And this room was boiling. It was so, so hot. <laughs> and I'm seated right beside said you radiator. Are. So, look, we're, oh, we're going to leave it off today, so I, we're a bit shivery by the end. I think it's better to be cold than warm, though. That's what everyone says. I always think that. <laughs> I, I, I do always think, and it, it's lucky for me, I'm in Ireland. So, <laughs> I live in, a, have a choice in the live in a constant state of cold. So, this is Movie Monday, Sean. We have a few massive stories this week. Um, now, I asked you before we started, where did you want to start? You I, want, yes. We have, we have Oscars talk. We've got Star Wars movie news. Oh. We've got the big Morbius trailer that me and you are dying to talk about. Absolutely. Or undying to talk about. Oh, very good. Thank you. And we're finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to get better, lads. <laughs> Start it from here. Um, but then you said you would like to start off with the Oscars. Yeah, I think it's an easier ease into the week of It's news. a nice easy ease in, and also we know the most about every movie ever made. Specifically, like, critically popular movies. Critically popular and better movies. Yes. So, I said we'll start off with the Oscars because I think... I would really like to have your opinion on who do you think is going to win. And then I'm going to put all of my life savings on those winners at at some sort of betting shop. You could win 10 euro. (laughs) Or lose my life. (laughs) It's up in the air at the minute. Anything could happen. So the Oscars are coming up, Sean. And the big news coming out of the biggest Oscar news week is that Joker got 11 nominations. Seems like a lot. 
Now, what? you famously are the biggest fan of Joker. Now, I want to come straight out before we start getting into this. I love Joker, you know what I mean? <laughs> I absolutely love it, and I think it deserves all the plot. It can do no wrong as far as you're concerned. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Man, I think um, Yakin Phoenix yeah. deserves the nod. Give the man... An upwards nod. Uh, How are you g- going? Give the man a nomination. Yeah. Every other award it's been given, take it away. <laughs> really? Everything else? Yes. What's it up for? Uh, it's up for 11 nods. Well, now it could be like, I think it's best design, best best costume and design. Achievement in cinematography. Achievement in cinematography. Direction. Best picture, director, best actor, and then a lot more other random things, yeah. right? But we're going to start off with best... Do you want to go Best Picture or do you want to go Actors first? Let's do Best Picture because I think I've seen very little movies in this list anyway. (laughs) Okay. Best Picture. So our nominations are The Irishman, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Joker, Jojo Rabbit, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Ford vs. Ferrari. Okay. Have yeah. you seen any of those movies? Yes, I've seen some of those. Okay. I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit yet, actually, which I'm still Me and you are about. still very much wanting to see that. Yeah, I think we're, yeah. we're scheduled for that. Scheduled in for that. Um, <laughs> the, um, like, I don't think it's a bad list of films. I, Parasite's meant to be amazing, but I don't know that that get a proper release here. I don't. It hasn't got a proper release here, anyway. No, yeah, not yet. Because like, I would have seen it, because I love the guy who directed it. No, it's, it's not out here. Because what happens is they release it in America... For the Oscars. For the Oscars. And it doesn't come out here until probably March. Yeah. I don't actually have an exact release date, but normally it's about two months after or a month and a half. That's why we only got Jojo Rabbit the start of this month. Like I think it was Jojo Rabbit came out here, uh, was the 5th of January or something something like that. Something like that. So it was only like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, So, The Irishman. Three hours long shot. I know you've seen it. It's on Netflix. Does it deserve Best Picture? Not really. No, I think so. It's a decent story, <laughs> yeah. but I think it was too hyped around, oh, we've de-aged all these A-list actors. Isn't it weird, right, that, like, Marvel, I know we're, we're a comic book show mostly, and I don't really want to get into that niche where it's like, we should nominate Avengers Endgame. I don't think so. Yeah. Because that's a, that's an end of 23 movies. You can't nominate 23 movies. You can only have one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think... The, the technology that the Irishman used, like, Marvel have been using that and perfecting that for a few years now. Yeah. With Robert Downey Jr. and... Except on Michael Douglas's face, <laughs> which I'm convinced just doesn't work with de-aging. <laughs> He's looked the same for his whole life. But, like, uh, Sam Jackson and Captain Marvel. Like, they have been really perfecting that, and it's weird that the Irishman... Can, but the Irishman has Scorsese... I it's think, got yeah. Pacino anytime, it's got Joe Pesci anytime those names are tied to a film it's Oscars and then like, you also have technological marvel along yeah, with Scorsese like, yeah the way they did uh, the like tracking in, or the facial tracking in The Irishman is unreal because what they did is they captured light data yeah but you can't just shine light at every angle on a person's face so what they did was they had uh, infrared light shining that the regular camera can't see Right. And then beside, on each side of the regular camera, there's infrared cameras. So they get all of the light and tracking data from that and then just slap it on top of the regular camera footage. That is so fascinating. So the actors don't have to wear little dots on their faces or anything like that. Is that like, um, this is so weird, but when you were talking, I just thought of L.A. Noir. 
kind of like that, yeah. Now they had... They probably had the old facial recognition that they used for them. Yeah, which is the same kind of stuff that they perfected with, like Planet of the Apes and things like yeah. that. That Andy Serkis could move his face and an ape would do the same thing. But, like, technologically, the way the Irishman is made, really good. Mm. The result isn't perfect. Yeah, I think something similar can be said about 1917. Yeah. Which I think, um, from everything I've I've read and I've seen, is just... It's an amazingly shot movie, and it's probably groundbreaking in how it does things. Yeah. But as a story, it's probably not the best movie. Probably by the numbers as a war movie. But, but like, but in comparison to even like the other nominees, like if you're going to nominate these movies, they have to be against each other. Yeah. And so you can say 1917, The Irishman, technological marvels, but do they hold up with the story side as well yeah. as much as the other movies? Uh, yeah, I think that's a fair like that's a fair. I suppose, like, bar yeah. to, to set. Like, it, it, they have to be as good as each other well, or what do you what, what do you put more value on? Like, the story or a technological marvel in a movie? Yeah, because I think if, and if you place the value on a technological marvel, then, like, all CGI movies... Like, there's never been a full CGI movie that's won a Best Picture, you know? Beowulf! Beowulf. <laughs> I stand corrected. Sorry. I know, I know you didn't think of it, but Beowulf... <laughs> But yeah, I think I think they'll go on to death about how comic book movies are killing cinema. But if something gets nominated because it did a clever camera trick, then I don't think that's I don't think that's a fair critique of comic yeah. book movies. Um, you also have uh, Little Women, which I'm sure is great. It's I've, my whole family have seen it. Yeah, and I went with them. Good. It it's very 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 good. Oh, it's, interesting! It's 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 Little Women, but it's like really really good, and everyone in it is really great. Okay, not like I can't see a fault with it then. Yeah, like and it's I I know I, a lot of people have read Little Women to think now whether it was on their own or in school that they were made to read it, but I think a lot of people just have a lot of I suppose memories and affection for that going in. Mm. So I, I think if that wins, that'll be a, a good. A good winner, I, I, solid and winner. Greta, and Greta, Greta Gerwig, Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, it's got Florence Pugh. It's got Emma Watson. It's, like, it's got a very strong cast. Very strong cast, and it's, we know it's a good story. Like it's one of the most famous stories of all time. Uh, you also have Marriage Story, which Adam Driver and ScarJo. ScarJo are in it. Um, I think. I don't know which one is most favoured to win it. Um, Parasite is probably second on everyone's list in regards to like I think from everything I've seen about Parasite is like this is an amazing movie. This is an amazing movie. Yeah. But probably your people are like that's an amazing movie. But I prefer this one. Kind of thing. I get you. I would now just like for the sheer how good it would be. I'd love Parasite to win. Mm. Um. But it's there, like there are there are genres in here that I, we don't uh, see a lot of the time in Best Picture. Like Parasite is like thriller bordering on horror. I would yeah. say. Uh, you have Jojo Rabbit. That's a comedy. It's a comedy about Hitler. Yeah, made by Taika Waititi. Like you couldn't if you had told me a year ago that would be in the Oscars. Yeah, that's it's very weird. Like that got nominated for six nominations. I think that's unreal. Like, yeah. Um, um, you also have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood of Ford versus Ferrari. Haven't seen Ford versus Ferrari. You see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. Have you not? No. Um, I, you, I just I wasn't. It did, I wasn't really? interested at all. Tarantino. Yeah, and there was a time when I was like, if Tarantino was bringing out a new film, I was like, oh, Aces, I'll go watch it. Yeah, but this one, I just I didn't I didn't have any drive to go watch it. I would like. I don't think Jojo Rabbit's going to win. No, I, I don't think. 
I really fucking hope Joker does a win. (laughs) Really, really hope. Yeah, Joker for Best Picture is a weird one. It's... What? Like, I don't understand. I I, I can see Joaquin getting the Best Actor. Like, I have no issue with him being nominated as Best Actor. Because he did a great job in it. He he is the best part of that movie by a country mile. Yeah. But the movie itself is not... It's not that good. <laughs> it's it's fine. Like it's it's, uh, it's. See, I was I was thinking about this. Is like if you analyze it as a movie, like if you analyze it as a movie critic, then you see the flaws. If you do, if you do surface level watching this movie, yeah, then it's a great movie. Yeah, but that's a, and I still I still think it's good. I still think it's grand. Yeah, like I'm not saying I think it's a movie. The problem with it is right is it's like you can have a grand movie, mm-hmm. but. During the grand movie, it keeps telling you how smart it is during the movie and how dumb you are if you don't get how good this is. Yeah. And I don't really like that aspect of it. So it's kind of like, it's a grand movie raised up by Yakin Phoenix, basically, because Yakin Phoenix is one of the best actors in the world. Yeah, and by good cinematography as well. And by good cinematography. And so it looks great, and the lead actor who the movie is named after and is basically in every single scene is killing it. Yeah. But the actual story driving it is pointless and I don't really care. The original ending would have been better. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So much so. So I really hope Joker does a win. Um, I think... Do you think they'd give it to Tarantino for once upon a time? I don't know. I don't think so. I'd like to see Little Women win I think Little Women could have it. Because Greta didn't get nominated for Best Director. We're going to get to that. But I really want Little Women to win if she didn't get nominated for that. Todd Phillips did. Oh, don't go. We are coming to that. Okay. We are coming to that. Uh, Irishman, I don't think so. I think it's between Marriage Story, uh, Little Women, and maybe Parasite. Yeah, I think that's a fair trio. And I I think... We haven't looked at any odds or anything for no, this, No, we're way. just kind of going off the top of our heads. Yeah, what we think. Um, I would like to see Little Women in it. Uh, okay, so Best Actress... Um, in a supporting role, we have Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Margot Robbie for Bombshell, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Florence Pugh for Little Women, and Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Do you have any of those? Who's your favourite out of that in regards to just as an actress? As an actress? Uh, There's Laura Dern, Margot Robbie, Kathy Bates, Florence Pugh, Scarlett Johansson. They're all great, though. That's the thing. It's a very strong year in all categories except for Joker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, Florence Pugh is great. Kathy Bates has been, like, acting the shit out of it for oh, decades. <laughs> decades and decades. Like In the water, boy, of in, course. <laughs> in the water, boy. <laughs> But I, I just think she's like a great example of an, an actress who's just been working the whole time. Yeah. You know? And never gives less than 8 out of 10. Yeah. Like she exactly. just kills it. Uh, Laura Dern is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, and I now, from what I've seen of Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson is very good in it. Yes. I think, she, I think Marriage Story is, is very similar to actually, it's probably a better version of Joker. I don't mean that in a derogatory. I mean the performances of ScarJo and Adam Driver probably drive the movie to be a lot better. I think the story itself is good. Yeah. But they are amazing in it, so it's kind of just like, oh, it's an amazing movie. It's amazing performances. Yeah, I think if you cast good actors, it's going to raise up most movies it's like um, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence in uh, the movie Silver Linings Silver Linings Playbook yeah. like that's a movie that is I think very clever and it's good but those two are amazing in it so it, it is raised exactly yeah I think yeah and I 
we can learn that we can think that about anything like, yeah put a good actor in something yeah. and it'll be good no matter what the it, like if the script is okay the the actor will make it good yeah except for X-Men Dark Phoenix no well <laughs> well no what about um, the, the, the Magneto tra- train fight the Magneto train fight that's true actually I rescind everything I said <laughs> take a drink we brought up the Magneto train fight <laughs> um, I think uh, I'd like to see Kathy Bates with it I was surprised Florence Pugh got in for Little Women but um, I think Scarjo. I think Scarjo might take it. For, I think she might have it from for Jojo Rabbit. Or sorry, for um, Ma- Marriage Story. No, it's Jojo Rabbit is the nomination for supporting. Oh, one. sorry, sorry. And she's also nominated for Best Actress in Marriage Story. She could do the double. Oh, she does the double, man. It, if they got Best Picture and she does the double, and Adam Driver takes the, she, she's having a good year of movies. As if, well. if she's nominated for Best Supporting Actress and Best Actress, yeah, I think she will win one of them. Yeah, if they nominate her for two, they're not going to let her lose twice. I don't think so. I think she might win supporting, just because. Yeah, and I wouldn't be mad at that. No. You know? Um, so, best actor in a supporting role, we have Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Al Pacino in The Irishman. I think Al Pacino's the worst part of <laughs> The Irishman, so... I don't, I don't. And Joe Pesci's great. Yeah, like, give it to Joe, or if you're going to give it to one of them. Oh, Joey. Um, oh, Joe Pesci is also nominated for The Irishman, sorry. Excellent, okay. Uh, Anthony Hopkins for two, The Two Popes, and Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. Okay. So, you have Brad Pitt, Al Pacino, Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Joe Pesci. Um, the average age of that has to be 75 that is, yeah, that's, an, that's an older actor see I think like I think in, Brad Pitt should win it you think Brad Pitt should win it yeah okay he's pretty great once upon a time in Hollywood but like Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks Al Pacino is Al Pacino yeah <laughs> like those are all names or Joe like, Pesci I'd like to see Joe Pesci I think win I'd it I'd like to see Joe Pesci win it just because I like Joe Pesci oh, I think I love Joe Pesci it's um Joe Pesci is amazing in My Cousin Vinny yeah and so I think we just hold him to that, that that's that like standard <laughs> he's always great he's always gonna be great Lethal Weapon 4 he's amazing Home Alone magical <laughs> he's pretty good actually yeah. <laughs> got his headset on fire yeah. oh Joe Pesci <laughs> I, I'd like to see just for Joe Pesci accepting an award I think that'd be cool I think Joe Pesci or Brad Pitt weird or Tom Hanks yeah Andy Hopkins Al Pacino not as much but I think, I think they're I both I feel great. like they've had their day yeah like leave it and Tom Hanks is also but has Tom Hanks won an Oscar since 95 I don't, I don't know I don't think he has won one since Forrest Gump yeah man I don't think so I think he won two two years for Philadelphia and, then and Forrest Gump yeah. back to back and then he has won one since oh, so it might be good to Maybe give it to Tom. Give it to Tommy. See, the thing with the Oscars is they'll give him one if he did a good movie three years ago and they didn't give him one. That's true as and well. And they'll just give it to him in retrospect. And see, Tom Hanks is like... Uh, see, everyone on that list is like an actor's actor in that like they don't really do franchises and things like that. I know Tom Hanks does Toy Story, but yeah. that's not his face, do you know? Yeah. So I think like any one of them will be a good choice. We're picking Joe Pesci. I, I'm coming down hard on the side of Joe. Just because we love Joe. Um, okay, so best actress in a leading role. We have Renee Zellweger, Scarlett Johansson, Saoirse Ronan, Charlize Theron, and Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. So Renee Zellweger, Judy, Scarlett Scar- Marriage Story, Saoirse is in Little Women, Charlize Theron is in Bombshell, and Cynthia is in Harriet. Um, I think Lupita... Um, was was robbed yeah, yeah. Uh, of from Absolutely. us? Absolute robbery has occurred here. Like, I, was it just they didn't want to include another Jordan Peele thing? I think the movie came out too early, and it it, it didn't have the recency bias that everything else has. Exactly. I think when did it was come out? February. 
think February, so. January. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was like, a springtime thing. Like, if this, if Ulz came out in October, yeah, I think that would be smack bang in the middle of all these nominations. Absolutely. But recency bias is a big thing. I think you could probably take one of them out and put Lupita in and nobody would bat an eyelid. And just I don't even like, know, I'm complaining. She's no. the best part of that whole movie. Yeah. And she is, she's unreal in it. Um... Also, Sir Sharon is how you pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> uh, yeah, just to get... Yeah, so that they have to say the name on stage. Sir yeah. Actually, me and you are the people to come to. Yeah. <laughs> this is the podcast to listen to. This is the one, like, special skill we have. <laughs> that we know that it's pronounced Sir Yeah. I'd, like, I'd like to see Sir win just because, you know, she's from down the road. Yeah. So. Um, I think... I don't know if she will. I think they'll give it to... What, see, ScarJo... If we have ScarJo in for best supporting... I don't think she'll do the double. Although it would be it cool would be to class do class if she did. If she, it would just be cool if she had both of them. Yeah. And then she also just brought a Black Widow next month. It's like the yeah. best actress in the world is is in a comic book movie. Two time Academy yeah. Award winner <laughs> in the past in, in two one months. Year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened before. I don't know. Like I know movies have won, but I don't think as an actress you've been in two separate movies. I don't think anyone's done the double yet. And no. done the double. Um, they could see we're now thinking about it like as a TV show you yeah, could give like, her the double oh absolutely like, for the drama of it for like a wrestling perspective like you could rig it so she wins the double Scar- Scarlet two belts <laughs> Scarlet Joe two belts could work um, I think I don't think Charlie's Tehran will get it I don't think Cynthia Erivo will get it Renee Zellweger maybe yeah for Judy Judy Garland yeah that could be. she's she's meant to be spectacular in it. I haven't seen it, but she is meant to be amazing in that. Right? Um, did she has she won one before? Renee Zellweger. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. For Chicago or something like that? Probably not. I, I don't know. Bridget Jones Diary Three. <laughs> oh, oh, the greatest movie of all time. Ed Sheeran's in it. He's wearing an Italian ninety jersey. Big Ed. Um, I think. Let's go Searsha Ronan. I do want to say Searsha just for the Irish. But also Scarlett for the double. So what did it do? Either way, yeah, either of those two will be happy. Um, although if Scarlett just doesn't win uh, supporting actress, then we want Searsha to win yes. best actor. Uh, okay, right. And uh, best actor in a leading role, we have Yakin Phoenix for Joker, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Jonathan Price for The Two Popes, and Leo De- Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. A strong, a strong year in all categories. Very strong strong year see I'd love for Adam Driver to have an, have an Oscar um, because he's not going to get it for Star Wars <laughs> but he was the best part of Star he Wars he got my hero of the year yeah so like in a film sense surely that means he's Adam Sandler will, I think definitely should feel a bit robbed here uh, he was what was he in he was in that movie that's like over 95% did you not see the tweet that he gave to Ka- said to Katty Bates no and it was basically the two of them he was like mama I tried I didn't get nominated and she's like don't worry boy <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great that's so cute uh, like I, I I think I think Joaquin Phoenix might get it I actually wouldn't be against Joaquin Phoenix getting no, it no I think he did a really good job yeah. And I think he's a good actor. But I think it would be a shame for Yakin Phoenix's Best Actor Award to come from Joker when he's had so many other amazing performances. This could be a retrospective thing. Did he win for her? Uh, I don't think he did. Okay, I think her might have won an Oscar. I think he got nominated, but I don't think he won. Okay. But I like. I think... I wouldn't be mad if he won. Hmm. I just... I, uh, what about Leo? 
Maybe, maybe not. He's Leo, had his. He's had. He's had one. I think Brad, Brad Pitt is probably more likely to win it than from, Leo is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yakin Phoenix, Adam Driver, pick what? <laughs> Adam Driver because we like him, or Yakin Phoenix because he's really good at Joker. I think Joaquin Phoenix. I think they'll give it. If you nominate a movie eleven times, it has to win something, and why not the best actor? I think he'll win best actor. And why yeah. not give a very good actor the best actor award? Of course. Look, I've no problem with that, but yeah. what, we're finishing off on the one I do have the main problem with. Interesting. Best director. Oh boy. No women nominated. Greta Gerwig. Yeah. That's, uh... <laughs> but very surprisingly, Todd Phillips for Joker nominated right there. You don't. Yeah, you done <laughs> fucked up, Academy. You done fucked up. That's a, oh, that's a fucking travesty. Oh, lads. Um, I don't know where to go from here, but it's just. Okay, so the nominees for Best Director, we have five. Um, they did like eight for Best Movie, but they only do five for everything else. Yeah, that's weird. Just do eight and just throw Greta Gerwig in there. For and, God. Stop, and stop with all the pomp and ceremony around the awards and it'll be finished in an hour and a half. Exactly. So we have Best Director. We've got Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Bung jo- Joon-ho for Parasite, Sam Mendes, 1917, and Todd Phillips, Joker. That's right, Todd Phillips... Top five directors. Director of The Hangover. <laughs> the man who said, can't do comedy anymore in this PC culture. Oh my God. Yeah. I want Bong Joon-ho to win it because I love Snowpiercer. Here's, here's the thing. I think any year where Scorsese and Tarantino bring out a movie, yeah. there's two slots already taken from Best Director. That's true. It's kind of a thing where if they bring out a movie... They're just going to get nominated. And that's just the way we have to work around it. Like, if Spielberg also brought a movie this year, there's three slots of the five locked in. That's true. Um, but I, at the same time... <laughs> at the same time, I think there were other good movies. There are very, very well-directed movies. Some better directed, maybe, than Joker. Because mm. everything I've seen of Joker has been, oh yeah, Joaquin improvised that on set. Mm. And then the cinematography is great. That's down to the cinematographer. It's weird that Martin Scorsese got nominated twice for uh, The Irishman and Joker, because, you know... Mm, true, yeah. <laughs> Very, almost shot for shot, some of them, <laughs> with the King of Comedy. <laughs> I seen that tweet. I was like, that's so fucking good. Yeah. Some of them was like, congrats to Scar- Scorsese for getting nominated twice in five slots. <laughs> like, and he's not wrong, you know? It's just the same. It's a, it's, it's, it's a Scorsese-style film. He just remade... King to, of Comedy and Taxi Driver. Just together. Yeah. And just got Yakin Phoenix to put in an amazing performance. Which, which he was going to do anyway. Yeah. And and then you roll off the back of that to right to the right, best director. He's going to walk in. I'd give a best director for the laugh. <laughs> if Todd Phillips wins that, it's going to be war. And you that. like Joker. I do like Joker, but I don't think it's the best director. He's the I weakest think, part of that movie. Yeah, I don't think he's the best director of the year. No. No, not in any way. <laughs> I wouldn't even put him in top ten. No. Like, I do, maybe it's because I don't like him. Yeah, as a human. Yeah. He does, not, he does come across as not a very... Like a likable man, and it's it's hard for us to do these predictions without bringing personal bias into it. Yeah, but like, no, this podcast is built on personal bias and vendettas. Yeah, <laughs> but I would say like, I watched Joker, and I would have thought performance-wise, great, cinematography, great. He has nothing to do with either of those. Yeah, he, music, great. Everything that he was involved in was just grad. Yeah, and like, the editing of Joker is good. Mm. 
but it's I don't think it's up for best. No, award or award. actually, it probably is. I don't have best editing. Suppose there's eleven. It's, it's eleven nominations. It covers a lot of there. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's like the actual direction of talking to an actor and telling them what to do. Yeah, I don't think that's the best part of Joker. I think it's the performance that Joaquin was going to give anyway. And I think it stands out so much more. Not to bring it up, but the fact that Todd Phillips was nominated Greta Gerwig for Little Women is not. Yeah, is the probably the most fascinating thing. See, is it a, is it a case of like if you're sexism? Reading, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and also that the like if your film is in ten categories. You have to be nominated in Best Direction because if that's the case, it should be an eight slot. Yeah, award like you can't just give it to him. But like, then why was it nominated for ten slots? Yeah, is the question. It, it, the fact that like, and it's going to be hailed as like, oh, comic book movies are yeah, are, I, this, Oscar worthy. I'm I'm, wor- I'm worried that this will be like told you this is this is comic book movies from now on you gotta do dark and yeah. you gotta do like just this little thing yeah or like this are, is how we get respect or are they pandering and like oh if they, they all like comic books if we put a comic book movie in the Oscars then it'll but the Joker get, isn't really a comic it's book it's not movie. at all no. no like and if you wanted to do that you would put Endgame in for something I really thought actually RDJ would get a nomination for supporting actor yeah Maybe, up until even like a few months ago, I was like, I think he might sneak it, just because it's his last movie, and as we said, retrospectively, they go back and give you what, and he's been in what, seven or eight of those 23 movies? Yeah. Like, you, I think, I really thought they were going to give him one, because he's really, really good in Endgame. He's great in it. But it's a comic book movie, so it doesn't get nominated. Yeah, the fact that, it's, like, I, I th- now I don't think Marvel care. No, they own 90% of movies. They own 90% of the Academy, probably. Yeah. But I just, it's, it is weird that there's not even a little, you know, tip of the cap to, you know, know, well done. Actually, you know what I I thought um, Knives Out? I really thought Ryan Johnson could have got nominated for Best Director. You love Knives Out. I, I think Knives Out is really, really good. And it's, it looks great. It got it's down for best original screenplay, which I really think they should win. Yeah. But as like an ensemble, what about Joker. <laughs> I think that is down. Yeah. Think, that's down for best original screenplay as well. Um, but I think um, Knives Out is like a really good ensemble. So I don't think you could give an individual award unless you gave it to maybe Daniel Craig for his detective. But I yeah. I don't think I think it's a very strong best actor. So I I was like oh that's fair enough. But Ryan Johnson as a director. I think it would be very funny to bring out The Last Jedi and then <laughs> win Best Director. <laughs> no one could argue with you. I'm just like, fuck you. The, um, now, we talked in Weird News Wednesday last week about a woman predicting the future with asparagus. Yes. Uh, she predicted that the youngest Oscar winner ever would be hailed as a great actor. Oh! I have not seen <laughs> a young, so, a young Oscar. Let me just do the Best Actor again. Brad Pitt, Al Pacino, Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Joe Pesci. Now... <laughs> Could be the youngest ever. <laughs> I mean, the de-aging technology. Okay, okay, so she she did say youngest ever. Not to bring weird news into Movie Mondays, but she did. So hang on. Uh, best actress, Laura Dern, Margot Robbie, Katty Bates, Florence Pugh, Scarjo. La- There's she- no 14-year-olds anywhere. She's been wrong. She's wrong. <laughs> we'll confirm this on Weird News Wednesday. We'll bring this up. But I just want to make that entirely clear now. I forgot about that. That psychics aren't real. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, there's no need to get aggressive. Um, I'll get what I want to get. So, that, who's your pick for best director? We have we've talked about Joker. But I'm not talking about Joker anymore. Yeah. Okay, we're done. I'm uh, say Bong Joon Ho because I've seen the behind the scenes of Parasite and it's fucking unreal. Uh, Everything in there they built. I think Scorsese probably not. As we said, The Irishman is great. He is Scorsese though. See, I, but then Netflix movies have to be serious contenders for Oscars. Yeah. So that's a good like if he wins that's a good precedent to set. See, once again, then then I think they might give it to him because he's Scorsese and that's a good precedent to set. Yes. But also, I don't think they'll give it to Sam Mendes for 1917 as I know cinematography wise, I know it's perfectly shot and he probably did an amazing job, but I think they, will they bring that into the fact that they're like you did a great job as director but story-wise it's probably not as strong as other other movies. I don't know what the best director like criteria is. Yeah, you know, I'd love to see the the survey page that they sent to the Academy. I would like to see it go to Bong Joon Ho, but I think they'll probably give it to Scorsese. Okay. Or Tarantino. Or Todd Phillips. <laughs> no, don't. If Todd Phillips wins, what are you going to do? Not do this show ever again. Really? There's no point. Oh man. There's no point. <laughs> Phil means nothing Art is dead <laughs> Paul Burnham was right Art is dead <laughs> Oh man My vote is for Bong Joon-ho I thought you were going to say My vote is for Todd Phillips My vote is for Paul Burnham <laughs> I vote for Todd Phillips So I can have a week off <laughs> um, Okay we're moving on From the Oscars now uh, And we're moving on to A movie that was voted the, it, This is a surprise Because the reviews for Doolittle Doolittle have yeah. come in Sean Interesting and reviews of have Doolittle as the first worst movie of the year. Hasn't even come out yet, has it? Uh, it hasn't come out here. Uh, um, it arrives in Ireland on February 17th. And normally I wouldn't cover this, but we were very much looking forward to Doolittle. That cast! It's an amazing... It's got everybody, right? But we heard about the behind the scenes on Doolittle. <laughs> oh yeah, the director's a maniac. The director's a lunatic. Please re- retell that story. Just the director, uh, he didn't want to plan anything. He was just like, oh, look, we'll just, we'll run we'll through wing this. It. <laughs> we'll wing it. We'll run through this and they can just add the animals in in post. And then the special effects guy was like, no, like, you want me to coordinate a polar bear and a chimpanzee talking around, talking around Robert Downey Jr. while you just improvise. <laughs> and there, there was one day he was watching a cut and he punched through an 8K monitor yeah. uh, and just screamed that the goose wasn't on screen. The goose wasn't on screen. So apparently he's not the nicest man. He has, I think, did he have a racist dog? I think he had a racist dog on set. <laughs> so this vul- is all speculation. Yeah, Vulture, re- reportedly? Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, Vulture's review described it as anti-cinema. And bo- somehow... I thought you were going to say anti-Semitic. <laughs> It is a racist dog. Uh, anti-cinema. And somehow both frantic and lifeless at the same time. <laughs> that is scathing. Yeah. It has 30% on the Rotten Tomatoes, but we don't normally go off Rotten Tomatoes. No, but because it's... It's a, it's a good overview. 30% yeah. is not great. Um, if, if you have 50%, that's okay. That's solid, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know um, Bad Boys 3... Bad Boys for Life, yes. Bad Boys has like a 50... Or no, I think it was a 75 tomato... What? <laughs> 
Apparently it's not bad. Man, I need to see that. Yeah, uh, we had low hopes. Um, yeah. <laughs> the review also mentions the last minute reshoots, which are, as ever, never a good sign. No. The Associated Press review wasn't much better, decrying the increasingly weak jokes, which culminated a scene revolving around a dragon's flatulence. <laughs> oh no. I think we need to remember this is a kid's movie. Yeah. But also... Davy Club's review says that it reeks of after-the-fact punch-up prompted by negative test audience feedback and comes with a confused, sweaty, zigzag approach to storytelling. So it just doesn't know where the fuck it's going for the whole film. This is his first... um, This is Robert Downey Jr.'s probably first fail since 2008 then. Maybe, yeah. I mean, due date wasn't great. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You know. You are right, yes. But I just wanted to cover that. That's a very small thing that I... We're probably going to move on very quickly, but, like, do little... Uh, we were looking forward More like don't little Oh very good Thanks. And also I just wanted to re-bring up your story for the director <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay we're moving on to another big piece of news Okay Star Wars 9 Everyone's favourite movie That came out just a month ago it came And you loved it didn't you? I thought it was alright Yeah and I didn't think it was very good <laughs> So <laughs> Star Wars 9's original story from Colin Trevorrow Is reportedly revealed And has now been confirmed Hit me with the bullet points as the, It is now confirmed as this is the actual script that he penned Now some background is that Colin Trevorrow was on the direct Star Wars 9 Yes Originally it was JJ Then Ryan Johnson Actually, no, originally it was JJ, then um, Josh Trank, yeah. then Trevorrow. Then they got rid of Josh Trank, Brian Ryan Johnson. So then it was JJ, Ryan Johnson, Trevorrow. Then Trevorrow left because he did a script and they were like, nah. And he was like, fuck you. Yeah, and they just did Jurassic World 17 or something. Yeah. Um, and then they brought back in JJ to cover up. Um, so he reportedly wrote this whole script. This is prior to Carrie Fisher's death. So this might surprise you, but he wrote this with, uh, with Ryan Johnson in mind. And they kind of... He went off what had happened... Okay. ...in number eight. Now, I know... Now I, a, I intentionally stayed away from this story... Yeah. ...during the week, so that you could... It's a bold strategy to go off what happened in the last movie in a trilogy... And not just rewrite everything. Just not just rewrite it. Just kind of go and say... You did... Okay, I can kind of work with that. I can build off of this. I can build off that rather than no ending you. <laughs> right? So Snoke is back alive. So Snoke is back and... Um, Main thing is, this is written, as I said, 2016, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they they went, the playlist has spent some time digging into Star Wars 9 development and has learned all about Trevorrow's Star Wars 9, which was called Jewel of the Fates. <gasps> like, the, like the lightsaber song. <laughs> like, like the zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> so the most re- recent version seems to have been written after Carrie's or been written after Carrie Fisher's untimely passing in December 16 which explains the lack of lay in the main story which is now the movie we have now yeah. but the original one uh, the key differences between Jewel of the Fates and The Rise of Skywalker are there are quite a few so okay. first of all Rose Tico Rose Tico's role chief among them as she, rather than being sidelined she gets to headlight a subplot alongside Finn uh, further developing their dynamic from the last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, regardless of how little chemistry they have as a sexual duo, I'm, they could just be friends. They could just be friends. So, um, <clears throat> they're sexual duos, <laughs> se- uh, whatever, <laughs> right? But uh, the movie would start with a Coruscant assault. We haven't seen Coruscant in ages. Exactly. So they would. This would be um, the rebellion or the rebels going to Coruscant to do it, to, to assault us to. Um, 
what are the bad guys called? The Sith, the bad guys, the, the First Empire. Order. <laughs> the First Order. I was like, it's not the Empire. What? Yeah. <laughs> the First Order. Uh, so they would go to Coruscant to fight the First Order um, to get a doohickey to go to the, you know, yeah, the usual thing the, in Star Wars. The, the, the usual thing, um, and they would activate a beacon at the old Jedi Temple so that they can rally people to the Resistance cause. Okay. So they they would attack Coruscant to set off That's a beacon good. to bring the rest of the universe That's in. Good. Because now the Jedi's would be, they're like, the Jedi's are back. And the, oh man. Oh, he's already, this is step one. I'm on board. I'm on board. (laughs) Fuck, that's good, because then you have access to the Jedi archives. Finn eventually also ends up leading an army of reformed stormtroopers who defected from the First Order, like himself, in a battle for Coruscant. He's he's like the ground team. Yes. Oh my god. There because he's a stormtrooper, so he yeah. would be ground team. And he can he knows how to work in a squad. Yes. <laughs> his his hand. <laughs> his head is already in his hands. <laughs> I want this um, so far anyway Emperor Palpatine is another notable difference between the two versions namely because he isn't in Jewel of the Fates in any way um, the Emperor was apparently mentioned by name in Trevorrow's take but it didn't actually appear because you know do you remember the Emperor was thrown down a massive pit yeah. which then exploded yeah. and then that ship that he was also on also exploded true so it would be hard for him to survive both explosions originally That's he just I'm, did I mean Darth Maul fell down a big pit <laughs> Yeah, but he fell down the pit and then the pit itself exploded, exploded again. That's fair. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so instead, Kylo Ren was the Jewel of the Fates' main villain, uh, continuing his arc from The Last Jedi. So although Hux is the leader of that Coruscant base okay. for the First Order. That's like his... So that you see him in the first take. So Kylo Ren would be the main villain for Duel of the Fates. And although Rey still felt it was possible for Ben Solo to come back to the light, um, they would actually have a thing where during the whole movie, Kylo Ren is being followed around by Luke Skywalker's ghost, <gasps> just making him feel guilty throughout the whole thing. And is it actually his ghost or is he just seeing it? Um, it's. I don't know if it's... I think it might be a force ghost. Ah, like he's able to do, yeah. Like he's able to do. Um, yeah, so the ghost of Luke is reportedly meant to have ha- haunts him every single day oh. as he tries to be the evil bad guy that he was, he wanted, all, wanted to be forever. And Luke is just like, you can turn back, you can stop. Exactly. Oh, it, would, it would also go off more of the, of the outdated Jedi thing that was brought up in Ryan J- Johnson's number 8 so oh yeah not just drop that entirely <laughs> not just drop that entirely Ray and, Ray and Kylo are still like I think uh, even in the script Leia has a line that she says to her like you're not you're something completely new yeah like you're not light dark you're just you're something completely new um, and so during the climactic battle between uh, Ray and Kylo yeah they kiss <laughs> no, no. Luke, Obi Wan, and Yoda's Force Ghost assist Ray and try to redeem Ben during the battle. Okay. Oh, sorry, Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan. Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan, Luke Skywalker, and Yoda. Good. Join Ray to try and redeem Ben while they're fighting in this climax. And she's like, "You can still change. It's not." And he's like, "No, it's no. too late. I'm oh, gone. I'm gone." And Anyone then, can change. And then Hayden Christensen pops up. A big Hayden turns up, right? Um, but they were unsuccessful. So. Uh, Another interesting aspect of the Jewel of the Fate story is it's revealed that Kylo Ren killed her parents, which isn't great, because when you think about it, he would have been a child. Yeah. That doesn't really work. That's the only bit that I read that was less like, 
That doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, how would that work? It doesn't make any sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's not just let's just not address that. <laughs> no. Um, Ray also spent part of the Duel of the Fates on a mission with Poe, so it sounds like the main resistance group that was split up for a stretch before in reconvening in the third act on Coruscant. Of course. Of course. Um, another thing is that you would also see Chewbacca in an X-Wing. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a good Lego set. <laughs> um, you also have a scene where Kylo, uh, he does go to Darth Maul's home planet. What's that called? Oh, fuck. Or is it Vader's home planet? Vader, uh, as in Mustafar? Yeah, Mustafar. Oh, yeah, he Vader's. goes to Mustafar, and instead of getting the Jedi Finder or whatever... The he, Sith Wayfinder. The Sith Wayfinder. What instead is Palpatine actually left a thing for Vader and says, like, in the event of my death, I want you to take somebody here to train them to another place right. of course he wouldn't have expected Vader to be the one to kill him so he's like yeah. you're now the new head you're the only Sith you're the only Sith so you need to find somebody and train them find so an apprentice I want you to take them here and train them Kylo follows that and he ends up there and he ends up fighting Vader in a cave Much very like, similar oh, to Luke good in gosh. a cave right yeah so you also have that and of course you have no Palpatine so the story would actually follow Kylo as we always think like he's 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 going to turn back. He's going, but well, he he doesn't. he doesn't. He continuously tries to be evil until the very end. That would be cool because he's he's like I'm too far gone. I'm too far gone. I killed my father. I'm too far gone. Yeah. And Ray is like, no, you're good enough. And it's just him being like, no, 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 I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm really I'm not. not. <laughs> yeah. And okay. so there's no Palpatine, and it's just led off of what happened at eight. They build off that. In nine, Shod, there is your background to Duel of the Fates. Like, I, I, I think, I don't, see, I think every Star Wars fan is going to be like, oh, that would be way better. Mm. We don't know. Um, but as it's written, we don't know in, in screen would it be hold up. Yeah. But written-wise... In terms of making the trilogy work together. Yeah. Way better. Far better uh, approach to it. Um, I don't know if... Also, there's a scene where Broom Boy at the end of eight is now one of Ray's new Jedi students. Oh, pretty at the cool. end of nine, <laughs> connects them together instead of no ads. <laughs> so, so there's a whole. So okay, so the end of the film is that they start up the Jedi again. Yeah. Okay. Um, see, I still think it's a lot to wrap up in yeah. one movie. You know, like it. It all like unless you do a time skip. Oh, and obviously Ray is nobody. Yeah. In this, Fine. like, there's no Palpatine, so yeah. Ray is nobody. That's grand. She, because I, I actually prefer that. Yeah. So Ray, it, I people were using that as an out to be like, that's why she's so powerful. She's a Palpatine, but what? I just think like, for, like, if she's a completely new thing and Kylo's also a completely new thing, yeah, just let them be new. Like she's allowed to just be powerful. Yeah, and like some people can jump really high naturally, some yeah, people can't. Yeah. That's But that's, she's a girl though, Sean. Oh, she's a girl. More like Rary Sue. <laughs> uh, like I I've I'd like to, I'd be interested to see that script. Mm. You know? I mm. think I think it's uh I think that could be adapted in a comic at some point in the future. Yes. That they'll just be like, Oh, what if this happened? And then I read that script and I, I know I probably told it very badly there in my I was just like throwing facts at you there yeah but like I got the gist of it yeah but like the gist is that this movie if as it's written it definitely is a better trilogy yes if this movie comes out 
even just if it follows word for word yeah. what happens in this, as a story, I think it's more cohesive than what we got. Yeah. Less, I think it would have less fan service, which can be a good and bad thing, depending on, like, fan service is good. Too much fan service is seen as a bad thing. But yeah. I think to you, they used fan service to cover up plot holes, really, in Nine. A, a bit, yeah. And it was, it, there was a lot more, uh, a, a lot of Nine was, oh no, but... Yeah, you know, like, so like, no, that's not what we meant. No, no, we you misread the situation, guys. It's just it's hard to go from Force Awakens to Last Jedi, and then back to the essentially Force. Force Awakens. Yes. So to go from, you know, Force Awakens, most people liked Last Jedi. People were mixed on, and then Rise of Skywalker. Like if it was this, if it was Jewel of the Fates, then I think it would be a lot more like. In I don't know on the level with the other movies. I also think Duel of the Fates is a way cooler name. Absolutely. If you're going to continue the team of Kylo and Rey fighting, but they're both grey. Yeah. It's a duel of the fates between the two of them. You play that song when they're fighting. Oh, it's a whole thing, shot. They played. They had the song in the trailer, they Connor. Did. They had the song in the trailer and they didn't use it. <laughs> but what about Palpatine on a big crane? <laughs> it's just like, and also Darth Maul is like. Uh, what was it? The, the double uh, you could have a double lightsaber reference with Darth Maul. Oh, still um, have that. Ray builds her own lightsaber. That's a staff. Staff lightsaber in the original Trevorrow Most script better. as well. Yeah, because she is very good with a staff. Logically, you would build a staff. Yes, and yeah, and then she comes out. She's ready to face Kylo. They have a classic Star Wars look at each other from across the room and ignite their lightsabers. Yeah, Ray holds hers out like Darth Maul does. Mm. And gets two blades, and then Duel of the Fate starts playing. And see, there's your fan service. <laughs> yeah. People, oh fuck! <laughs> You're getting madder. <laughs> like I, mm, I still don't hate the last or the Rise of Skywalker. I can never remember the fucking. It's name really of it. sad though for the last two movies that everybody who brings it up has to go. I don't hate it. Yeah, like I like Star Wars. I think it's an interesting world. Hmm. But the movies are like hit and miss. I just don't understand why you would do a trilogy and not write the three of them at once. Right, bullet point. We said just, it. We said it in our I, I cannot understand that. And so, even this, right? And this is probably not the best movie they could have done. No. For nine, right? But even just the script itself from Trevorrow, it's been confirmed that this is his script. Yeah. This is clearly him and Ryan Johnson working together. Exactly. To build a better universe. That at least there's a flow between the movies. And not, like, someone, I saw a tweet this week and it was, it's like, just remember as a writer, you might get, you might get frustrated at times, you might struggle. But just remember, there was a multi-million dollar movie where the entire plot was, somehow Palpatine's back. <laughs> After he fell out a pit, and then the ship that the pit was on blew up. Exploded, <laughs> In <yes>. space. <laughs> Where did he go, Sean? He's dead. Transferred his consciousness. Of course, of course. He's real strong. He's real strong. Yeah. He was so weak on that crate. Of course you would. You were in double explosions. It's just, it's... Uh, oh, look. I think that was the only... I think there was a fan service thing. JJ was like, the fans will like this. Hi, God. That's the old. That's the very first scene, and sets up the whole plot. Yeah. That's the only bit. He got. He got confused. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think. I think. Uh. This movie. 
is probably not even the best number nine you could have gotten, but it's definitely a lot better than the nine we got. It's more coherent. Coherence counts for a lot. Less shiny things, yeah. more coherence, more good le- things. leads to a stronger overall viewing experience, I think. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, finishing off this week, Sean. Morbius, the living vampire. We've had the teaser trailer. It has come out. It has indeed. I have been waiting years for this trailer. Since it was announced. Me and you are... We're in a very peculiar position here. Okay? Yes, because any time anything related to, to Mr. Morbius, Jared Leto... Any time that comes up, <laughs> it's always the hottest topic of the pod. Yeah. We even have a segment called Jared Leto News. We do indeed. And there's no jingle, I just scream it. But at the same time... Top of your lungs. At the top of my lungs. You have to turn it down and post. It's a nightmare. But, but at the same time... A lot of people still don't know why we have Jared Leto news. Like, oh. I was talking to a guy during the week. Yeah. And he said, did you see the Morbius trailer? And I said, oh, I did. Yeah, like, I'm like I'm not that big on Jared or whatever. And he went, why? I, t- I think it looks really good. And, but he didn't know why I was like, ah, it's Jared, though. <laughs> it's Jared. Yeah. So, like- Sean, very quickly, in a very succinct way... Could you please, we, we uh, I don't want to impress you, but we get one or two new listeners, I would say, every a year? every six months at least, right? Yeah. That one someone next, drops in. Someone drops in. So, Not really, for long, mind <laughs> No, no, very quickly they leave. But very quickly, could you just fill us all in why Jared Leto News exists here on the pod? And why, I think from the very first episode, yeah. did we fl- stamp our flags and the Jared's a bit smelly? <laughs> we, uh, Jared has a, a history and a Story track record. career. Of being like he he's been in some good movies, yeah. but he's by all accounts a fucking nightmare <laughs> to work with and be around on set. <laughs> While filming Suicide Squad, he sent used condoms and bullets and a dead pig to his fellow cast. Yeah. While he was on Blade Runner, he pretended to be blind and made people guide him around. But I think that's easy to say. But when you get actually into the nitty, like you are, if you were in your work and you arrived, yeah, and somebody had sent you a used condom. In the mail. One of your co-workers. Yeah. That's not a great work environment. No, you could you could get someone in a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> but, but he's the joker, though. He's wacky, he's right? The, 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 the one that got me was either Blade Runner, but uh, the other one is the read-through at Suicide Squad, because he's the joker, and he's real, yeah. he's real edgy, he's gruesome, but he said to use bullets, and he said to con- use condoms, okay? And he didn't show up to the read-through. He didn't show up to the read-through, and everyone's kind of like, where's Jared? He's so cool. He's meant to be the best actor in the world. He just won an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Where is he? And so then Jared's assistant turns up, drops a dead pig's head on the table and says, the Joker sends his regards. But when you get into that, that's just a room with a bunch of people. Bunch of professionals. Who've just gone to work that day. Like, Margot Robbie and Will Smith are in that room. Yeah. They do their lights and then they go home. <laughs> like, yeah. They, they ate their breakfast, they just went to work, and some dude just dropped a dead, pig, a dead pig's head on the table and they're just like... Like I have to go to lunch. Deal like. with this now. But at the end of all of it, he was in the movie for like five minutes. Yeah, but he ruined everybody's day. He's just a nightmare to work with. And so. then, hang on, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He plays the bl- blind character. Yeah. And then he actively made himself blind for the whole production, even though he could ably see. But through all of the takes, so you're on take fifteen. 
and you're looking at him, and he's just made himself blind. Yeah, and is expecting everyone to accommodate him. And so the studio would have had to hire an assistant to walk this able-bodied man around the set. <laughs> he just, he's a hes a fucking edgy prick. <laughs> he just, oh, no, he's a, hes an actor's actor, Sean. He's, yeah. he's the greatest actor in the world. No, I don't think so. He might take himself... Not if this trailer has anything to say about Oh, it. he might take himself a little too seriously. So moving on to Morbius. Morbius. Like, okay. Uh, Arla said, and this is a good question that I want to ask you as well. Where does your good faith lie with Jared at this point? <laughs> I have no good faith. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just any that he had from winning an Oscar or being in a pretty good band. I think that, Hold like, on. but here's weird, right? I think he's a good actor, right? Right. Like, I think as an actor, I'm sure he's fine. But as a person, I can't look past the fact that he just seems like no crack. You, you cannot sanction his tomfoonery. <laughs> that buffoonery cannot be allowed anywhere in any workplace <laughs> like he's just like there's a, there's a scene in this trailer where uh, he's on crutches mm. and that's that's the thing of he genuinely turned up in a wheelchair that day to absolutely yeah, no that's, yeah. there's always a story about him being a dickhead on set and that's it <laughs> we haven't had any stories yet on Morbius but it's coming it's absolutely yeah, coming that press tour the last yeah. actor did Jared do something weird well <laughs> but, like this looks like it should have come out around the same time as Blade Really? Just to me, the, this trailer, the the mood in it, the lines. So I watched this trailer and actually I was very surprised. Me and you are... Uh, see, I think our dislike of Jared, of Leto man himself... Here's, before you say what I know you're going to say, yeah. I wanted to like this. You like Morbius? I like Morbius. I think he's interesting. There's been a lot of good reviews for this trailer. Everywhere I've looked, people are like, that looks really cool. There's elements in this trailer I'm interested in. Right. I do not think it makes the movie look good. No, did you enjoy the part at the start where they said, from the studio that brought you Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and I'm like, oh, fucking tune oh, in. This is really stop good. Stop right there. Stop right there. You've you have me. me. <laughs> you have me. You've had me locked in. And then they went, from Venom. And I'm like, oh. oh, fuck, I remember. <laughs> Venom happened. Oh, no. <laughs> why would you start? Why would you not like Spider-Man: Homecoming, Venom, Spider-Man: Far From Home? We'll we'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> right? Okay. We'll, we'll be interested. I'm interested to talk about that. That's the bit I'm interested in. He plays a buff got who's way older than you think he is, which I think is just Jared. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> That's just him. Like and okay, so we see him as Michael Morbius, and he's real sick. Real sick has a rare disease. But the father is like, well, he's a little boy at the start. Yeah. The father's like, if anyone can find a cure, <laughs> you can. <laughs> the father is a doctor. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not fucking doing it for you. He's just throwing out medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Too much paracetamol. Get rid of that. Um, and then, like, so it seems to follow roughly the origin story of. You've Michael done Morbius on Hero Morbius Zero. Vampire, so yeah. you are the man to come to here. Does it actually look Morbius y? It does a bit, but then also, like, he just fucking cuts his hand and lets a load of bats fly into him? Yeah. No. What? That's not how Batman's created? No, not Is this all. Batman? It, it looks a bit batman it, I think this is Batman. i seen a bit of cave <laughs> surrounded by bats. It just, uh, <sighs> Become your greatest fear. And there's just, there's just such shit dialogue. Like, no one talks that way. What do you mean? It's it's like, there's, oh, this is the cure. But at what cost? <laughs> And like, oh, I've got enhanced strength, uh, echolocation, 
and an unquenchable thirst for human blood. Of course. No one talks like that. Sp- Tom Holland's Spider-Man works because he talks like how a teenager talks. And he stammers. And, and he's, he's like, I am, oh, and I he's am. unsure. Yeah. Jared Leto is reading lines in a moody way. But he's real moody though. This is, uh, like this and Joker are like a fucking Bebo profile dream. Wow, you've really come against Joker now. No, <laughs> the way you talk about it. No, like, I like Joker, I think it's fine. But the, the edginess and people yeah. latching onto the, like if you... You miss the point if you support Joker. Yeah. You miss the point if you support Morbius as well. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I enjoy your hatred for the lines because I think it's really funny. Because you like this character. But this is, yeah, it's it's a very, it's a very um, Blade Runner 2-esque. Yeah. Uh, I got, uh, he's sick. Then I have Venom, question mark, question mark. Uh, and then I said a lovely blue tint on some shots very blue tint <laughs> very blue tint I would have gone with red myself because he's blood vampire vampire also the vampire effect looks pretty shit you think yeah so he's, we'll get you to know, that he, we'll get to that yeah. he's very jacked well, yeah. he's on a way, he's, a, he's at his crutch and he's like oh I'm so old I've got a blood disease whatever and then he turns into a big vampire yeah and then Jared's been working out for years for that one scene yeah where he's jacked to the gills I, it's uh, in terms of like jacked wise he's pretty good jacked wise pretty good yeah. like, and that's a Morbius type build like he's not Christian Bale Batman he's lean he's lean muscle yeah you know um, but some of the stuff in it also this I feel like I know a lot of the plot of this movie from the trailer okay let's is everyone we, write down the date Sean what is the plot of this tra- of this movie uh, so he has a he has the vampire thing yeah. he, has, he has the illness makes the cure mm. right uh, military's probably going to get word of it. I'd say they would. Yeah. They would they, be happy. They kidnap his friend at the start. Oh, not his the friend. La- the lady who says, at what cost? At what cost? And then he he vampires out to get get her back. Oh, very similar to the plot of Hulk. Very similar Chosen to the plot. Trees Hulk. Absolute. Ang Lee's the Hulk. <laughs> um, what do you think were the effects? I like the echolocation effect. Mm. Uh, the vampire, like... We have the shot of him turning around. No, it looks more Wolfman to me. It's very wolfy. I I don't like it. I, I, it's, it's not finished though. I would say it's not finished. It, yeah, that's true. And we've seen it with Venom as we well. We can't just shit on Jared because it's Jared. We have to be fair. It's no, probably not finished. But the like, I don't know what it is about it. But there's too much. There's too much around like the mouth area. There's too much hair. They've done a weird like. I think they brought his brow forward and everything like that. Do you think that's prosthetics? A little bit of prosthetics? I or, think so. Or just a lot of CGI? I think it's prosthetics. Really? I, 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 prosthetics would look better. Yeah, I think, I think you know? so. But I... Like, more, I think of vampire, I think of, like, flat face. Mm. You know, like, little to no nose kind of a deal. You see, but Buffy and Angel kind of gave him the little crease at the forehead. Yeah. That little thing between their eyebrows. So I always consider that as vampire-y. Okay. Yeah. But, but maybe it's my interpretation of vampires. Yeah, I suppose it's, it's people's just interpretation. Like, I watched all those seasons of Buffy and Angel, so they're normally just keep the older features. Yeah. They just get, like... Sharper teeth. Sharper teeth and, like, a little crease in between their eyebrows. And is that... Then what do you think of the Morbius look? I think... <laughs> It's um, <laughs> so you've just done some defending. Um, oh man, uh, I'd, I yeah. I want to get up a picture of it while you're thinking. But at the same time, would you prefer just a Jared-looking vampire? I think he looks pretty vampiric already. Yeah, he does. He does. 
You know, like I, I, I think you don't have to do much work on it. <laughs> Pale up the skin. Yeah. And give him fucking cat's eye contacts or something like that. And he would wear those contacts. He put those contacts in for Blade Runner to make himself blind. Yeah, that's true. And I think it might, a lot of what I'm complaining about now that I look at it might be the blue filter. Is it the blue filter that kind of makes... Is he already blue? What colour is he? Grey? He's grey. He's got like pale skin. And and but Morbius in the comic books is grey. Yes. Okay. Greyish white thing. But I don't know. I think he's too... There's, I think there might be too much of Jared left actually. I think they should have just flattened him out. Completely. Pretty much. But yeah. What's the point of hiring Jared then? To Cause hire anybody? Cause he's Michael Morbius for most of, of it. Of course. <laughs> um, um, I have. It's very angsty. Very angsty. Very angsty. Uh, maybe too angsty. It did remind me of um, if if we could just have an Evanescence tune playing over this. Mm. Someone do this exact same trailer, but play Evanescence. Bring me to life. Bring me to life. <laughs> oh, Two thousand three classic. <laughs> Evanescence. Bring me to life. Over this. I love Amy Lee. Love Evanescence. Yeah. Who doesn't? But, but it does remind me of angstiness. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like this is the movie that the kid on Windows Movie Maker recuts. And yeah. There's like a music video out yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we that have totally me with every green that's on absolutely <laughs> um, see it's me and you we know because yeah, <laughs> it was me and you oh we would have loved this as 14 year olds oh man this would have been my favourite fucking yeah. movie um, so the vulture's in this yeah this is this is big so for, okay before we see the vulture we see Spiderman Spiderman uh, with murder written over it it's also it looks like Sam Raimi's Spiderman yeah it's, uh, it looks like um Someone ripped it out and it's a screenshot from the PS4 game wearing ah. the suit, the Spider-Man suit. Right, so it's um, he's walking down an alleyway if nobody's seen, if someone didn't see this and there's just one shot of there's uh, graffiti on the wall behind him Yeah, and it's just a picture of Spider-Man and someone had written underneath in murder. Now, do you think that was put up in post after, do you I think th- they did this movie and didn't have that in and they added that to the back wall? I think so because it's weirdly scaled for graffiti. <laughs> so, no, just in terms of as the graffiti expert go on. Just in terms of the way graffiti works, is yes. that all the, those are like you, they're special pinpoint lines that they're using to do all the details on that suit. That like if that was graffiti, I feel like they would have made it double or triple the size mm. and then scrawl murderer across it. But at the minute, like it's about the size of Jared's torso. <laughs> And it's just plopped on the wall. And the fact that it's a screenshot as well, I think it's just... They just took it from the game. Google Images, take out the background. Yeah. Stick it there. Murder. Murder. Comic Sans font. Comic Sans font, of course. Of course. That's not hard to do, like. Why wouldn't they? But do you like... There's a massive question here. Do you like the fact that Spider-Man is in this universe? Yes, I do. Okay. Because all of these characters are better with Spider-Man. True. Uh, Morbius and Venom yes uh, I don't know where Morbius is set actually is it New York or uh, it looked like New York okay uh, I'm going to say it's New York yeah probably uh, but yeah we and then as you said we see Michael Keaton's the vulture at the end and he's like Michael Morbius I'm going to keep an eye on you by any chance would he have some sort of sinister idea in his head for what him and four other people along with Morbius could do Interesting thought, yes. Connor. I mean, that's a good way to go. <laughs> that's, rich, that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Now, and you don't do too much in this movie would be the thing. You just 
just drop in that yeah it's the same universe mm. Spider-Man exists and then when Spider-Man eventually goes back to Sony you're familiar with all this but what about if Sony instead really really hammed up the fact that Spider-Man is here and every second scene involves something to do with Spider-Man like it's just random people going I was talking to a kid called Peter Parker the other day could be I think that'll be really really good I just um, like I think connecting these universes is good I think and also now they have an out for Venom 2 of how to make it decent how to make it decent yeah how would they make it decent? Eddie Brock goes to New York to report on the guy who was just revealed about sp- to be Spider-Man. Yeah. And now he's in New York and now he can fight Carnage or whatever in New York. Or Spider-Man. Or Spider-Man. You know? I just think it's... Or Morbius. Like, and now you have a universe that's tied and connected together. And that's good. That's great. And you have... Even if you build this up, then you build Venom up, and then later on you have another movie... Where you introduce two more characters. Yeah. Suddenly you have a Sinister Six somewhere down the line. Spider-Man 3 or Spider-Man 4. Yeah. He's against the whole Sinister Six. Yeah. And, and don't give the Sinister Six a movie each. No. Either. You know? Like, I know Mysterio's probably dead. But you got the shocker. You do. So that's three. <laughs> three. Who's left? Uh, Doc Ock. They haven't Doc done. Ock. They haven't done him. Electro. Doc Ock could just be in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Could be. I wouldn't like. See, I wouldn't even care if he just showed up. You know, like I don't think we need an origin for Doc Ock. You don't need. You know, if you've seen them before, you don't need an origin. Yeah, like Green Goblin. Do we need an origin for Green Goblin? Uh, see, I think Green Goblin needs to be someone. Okay. You know, fair enough. Now, whether Norman Osborn is the mayor of New York, and then becomes Green Goblin, and Hobgoblin, who's just Green Goblin, but he's like, I'll just wear yellow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's a nice outfit I'll wear yellow I'll, I'll just customise that for myself definitely now. right the, they went home that weekend they were like you need to come up with another villain for Spider-Man he's like right fuck and it got to about Sunday evening about 10 o'clock he's like, I fucking forgot all about it oh who do we have I've inverted the colours <laughs> <laughs> fucking nailed this started that nailed it. Um, well, I, I'm I think I will see this movie just to see how far in it's tied to Spider-Man now J.K. Exactly- Simmons is on the IMDb what? Yes. Oh, fuck. Yes. Okay. Yes. That is interesting. Okay, so it's definitely... I was waiting to drop that piece of info on you, but I waited right now. You have the best comic book casting. Yeah. You've got J.K. Simmons and Jared as Morbius. <laughs> the two best comic book castings. So is... Oh, okay. So, Are you more interested in this movie now that you know everyone else is in it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. funny what that'll do. Isn't that interesting that when, they've done that to you? When they attach some credibility to a movie, <laughs> I'm more interested in seeing it. Uh, but, okay, so J.K. Simmons obviously thinks Spider-Man's a menace. Mm. So if he's seen fighting, you know, a poor sick doctor who was just trying to cure himself. He's on his, he's on his crutches. He's on crutches. Tom Holland just punching him out on crutches. Oh, it's going to be so interesting. Because we'll, uh, we're going to see this before we see... Spider-Man 3 uh, Yes So this is like uh, You know I, I just want to see What's going on In Spider-Man's world So I'll watch this For any slight access I can get to it Is there a more Massive contrast Between An actor who we love Tom Holland Yeah And an actor who we Actively don't like Jared Leto In the same scene Like There's nobody I can think of That that contrast is so stark Maybe Tom Hanks <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks and- Tom Hanks and Jared In the same movie that could be, yeah. That could be. It. Like you just like the you want the best for Tom Holland. That's true. Like uh, Chris Evans and Johnny Depp. Yeah, in a scene it's together. Like, God, punch him, Chris. 
do them in. <laughs> so that's the Morbius trailer. Is this a good first trailer, bad first trailer? I think it's an alright first trailer. You were I, against it, but the more I've told you about it, the more into it you have. I, like, I want, this, I want this movie to be good is the main thing. I don't think the trailer looks makes it look good. But I think there's elements there that are fine, you know? I think it, I think it has the idea of Venom to me. In that you have a, a ten-pole actor leading a movie that is probably going to be grad. Mm, fair. Maybe I just don't like Jared Leto. Or Jared, See, oh, sorry, Leto. We don't, Leto. <laughs> we don't like Leto. And that's the thing. That, watching this whole thing, I was like, this movie could be good. But maybe we just have personal bias against the man. Yeah. But it's just because he doesn't seem like a nice human. <laughs> I want it to be good. This isn't my favourite trailer. I just feel sorry for everyone else on that cast. Yeah. And production crew. But like, you put Jared Leto next to Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's not taking any of that shit. Not at all. <laughs> he is. He has lived too much of a life to put up with you. And he's a way better actor. He'll act. He can do more acting in his face than Leto can do in his whole body. But he's ripped. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, he's jacked. He's so angsty and he's jacked. Oh, man. Um, do you want to take us out, Sean? That's the end of this movie, Mondays. What a week. What a week yes. of news. Uh, thank you everyone very much for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays we'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday Friday with Hero Zero and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays uh, if you would like to support the show we do have a Patreon uh, account it's patreon.com slash here's for higher podcast link is in the description big thanks to everyone who supports us over on there uh, it, it really helps out the show uh, if you uh, if you don't want to support us over there or you just can't the best way you can ever support the show is by telling one human being that we exist actually Waffles during the week. Waffles. I mean, I've been meaning to talk to you. We've about been this. having. We had a. We had a conversation now. Um, one of our long-time listeners, New Zealand Waffles, yeah. Alexander. Yeah. He tweeted out and he said, "Hey everyone, only one person's allowed to read this. Listen to here's here's for hire." Now the funny thing about that is, I've seen that tweet, and I've also seen that tweet. Now, how many people have seen that tweet just in this room? That that's two waffles. That's one too many. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> We're going to have words. I'm all, I'm all about the the advertising. But to what? <laughs> That's our whole gimmick. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. I like... No other podcast will be like, wow, what a nice man to advertise. <laughs> so, waffles, we're not calling you out. Thanks for supporting us. I told, I told them I'd call them out on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that is it for another week of Movie Mondays ladies and gentlemen we'll be back next week Movie Mondays uh, Weird News Wednesday is coming up this Wednesday and another Hero Zero is coming up next Friday so I've been Harold Lawler I've been Charmaine and we'll see you then guys bye bye hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter it's innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.